to take a minute to tell everyone about the app that helps make this show possible. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Most importantly, it's free. I always got to lead with that. If you're new to podcasting and feel a little intimidated by the whole process, Anchor doesn't charge you a dime to set up an account, so it's a great app to use while you get your feet wet. You also don't have to be an audio engineer to produce your own show. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone, tablet, or computer. You can do it anywhere. You can do it in your bedroom, fit into your closet if you can, go into a garage. You don't always have to have a fancy studio to uh, make a podcast happen. You really just need something you're passionate about and a chance to click record. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Music, Spreaker, Overcast, and many other platforms. You don't have to go log into each account and submit an RSS feed. Anchor takes care of that for you. Not only is Anchor free, but you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I've been doing this show for 10 months and I've already been able to quit full time at my day job and just work part time. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one easy to use place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Remember, that's Anchor, 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 like from a boat. Welcome to yet another episode of Cake and Conversation. As always, I'm your host, Jay Vite, and my guest this week brings a little something different to the creative table than what I've had on before previously. Charles Cannon has enjoyed drawing and sketching as a hobby since elementary school, and he's had a strong passion for basketball shoes, particularly Jordans, dating back longer than that. After some encouragement from his family and friends, last April, Charles decided to officially start his own shoe design company called Illustrious Souls. He gave me two options for the dessert that he wanted me to bring, either pound cake or red velvet. On my search, I discovered there's multiple options with regards to pound cake. And while I've had different ones over the years, when given the choice between any two desserts and red velvet cake is one of them, the red velvet cake will usually win out. This one in particular came from Kroger's and it had a generous amount of cream cheese icing on it. Some of you guys out there listening have brought it to my attention that I usually don't talk too much about the dessert for the episode, so I figure I should start mentioning where I get it from. Also, I get asked by a lot of people if I make the desserts, and my natural response every time to that is, fuck no, not, not yet, not, not yet at least. However, I've kind of bounced around the idea where I get in touch with local bakeries and order through them. That way the desserts have a more, I guess, a personal touch. And it also puts a spotlight on the local person who baked or made it. And that's it's kind of what this show's all about. I wanna highlight and promote local Houston area creative people, no matter what their form of creative expression may be. During my conversation with Charles, we talk about the light bulb moment that led to the startup business. We also talk about balancing the lifestyle of working a full-time day job with trying to get a brand new operation off the ground, really from scratch. He's a very bright young man. The energy and vibe that radiates off of him is contagious. I met him for the first time when we sat down to record this. He came over 
to my garage. And after five minutes of realizing his talent and character, I knew I was in the presence of a special type of person. After we finished recording, and while I was walking with him back to the truck, I kind of joked around and made a comment that in five years, we're gonna be sitting poolside somewhere, smoking cigars and laughing about how far we've come. There's this well-known saying, real recognizes real. And when Charles signs a contract with Nike or Adidas one day, after they have a bidding war for him, I'm not gonna be the least surprised. I'm not gonna hype up this guy anymore myself. I'm gonna let you guys hear it for yourself firsthand. After checking out this episode, since you're probably gonna be on Instagram anyway, search for illustrious souls. That's souls, S-O-L-E-S. You'll be able to see with your own eyes this man's work. If you're a sneakerhead or know anyone who is, you're gonna love this guy. So enjoy. So we got um, red velvet cake. I'm here with Charles Cannon. That's how we say it, right? Charles Cannon. Favorite sir, desserts. Yes, uh, yeah, it's red velvet cake. I got lucky on that. It's not cheesecake <laughs> like everybody else. Um, so was it growing up? Why red velvet cake? Why does that stick out? It's one of the first things you thought about. Was it a family thing? Or? Uh, it was something that was cooked a lot during the holidays in my family. Holidays. Uh, red velvet cake and pound cake. Pound cake. Yeah. Do you have different flavors of pound cake? Like would it be lemon or? Nope. Just regular pound cake. Regular pound cake, like yeah. vanilla icing or something. Right, right. Cool, yeah, I could I could live off. This Kroger uh, red velvet cake I bought was huge, so we're going to feed like 20 people with it. <laughs> um, So growing up, were you raised in Rocheron, Texas? Uh, I was raised in Houston. Raised in the city, okay. Right. Uh, then around my junior high in middle school years, uh, we moved to Ang- Angleton. Angleton. And uh, I've been there ever since. What, did you have moved, family move down here for work or just to get out of the uh, city, get down in the country? We're down in the sticks. My dad was from the country. And okay. he liked, you know, having the area where kids can go and play. You had more space. You didn't have too much in the city. And around that time, you know, it was bad in, in the city. In the city. So he wanted to get us somewhere, you know, away from it. So we came to Rochelle and shit, it was, it was cool. Yeah, there's plenty of room in Rochelle for yeah, sure. Yeah, plenty. Because I grew up down here in Angleton, and as soon as I was 18, I tried to get to the city as quick as possible. Yep, just, yep, yep. There's, uh, I guess, more. It's weird because even though I talk a lot and do a show, I feel like I'm an introvert at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but I still like the city more. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, so when you were a kid, what's your earliest memory when you kind of became aware that you had an interest in art? You know, kids always doodle and draw all the time. One, you realize, oh, I like doing this, and I'm kind of good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'd say it was uh, around fifth grade. I was going to... Uh, Turner Elementary in Houston, okay. and uh, me and some buddies, we used to draw all the time. Our big thing then was Dragon Ball Z. Okay. So we used to draw around in class, you know, when we're supposed to be paying attention, we'd be drawing Dragon Ball Z, just going crazy, and it just kept going from there. I would draw, draw, draw all day, and I went home, and it came, I think it came so easy to me because my dad, he was good at drawing. Oh, your father draw, was? Draw real good, make it look like the, the character won't come off the paper. Yeah. So, you know, I had the gift already. So, so I, it could have been a way to bond with your dad too. Like you see, oh, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. has fun doing uh-huh. it and you could show him, Hey, look, I can do it too. Yeah. You know, kind of right. have him being proud of you. Yeah, absolutely. So it was, it was, it was, it was fun for me. It kept me out of trouble too as well. So yeah, especially doing it with a group of friends, uh, you obviously share that interest and you guys could show your work back and forth. Right, right, right. You could even pick up techniques from them. You're like, Oh, let me try that shading yep, yep, or yep. whatever. Um, so then definitely the, the father was your influence. Um, uh, were you guys, 
go real like brother, sister, bigger family, smaller uh, family? Or? We was we was a big family. I'm one of uh, eight. Eight. So yeah, we got my mom and dad. You know, so yeah, they were busy. Almost got a full baseball. <laughs> almost got a full baseball team. Man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And me and my dad, we wasn't much of best friends. He was more of like a a dad more than anything. Like he was very big on discipline. discipline. Okay, was he so, military or anything? Oh no, no, but he was strict. Strict. And he was, he was strict. We had our fun, but when it came down to it, you know, it's time to work. It's time to work. Time to work. Time to work. It's good to have that kind of role model in your life too. Right. Right. You know? So um, we started young with the drawing. What was the light bulb? The light bulb moment when you decided to pursue this craft with the shoes. I know you just started in April. So right. when did you finally go? You know what? I'm going to do this as a business. Uh, I, I had some kicks in my collection. Uh, that I didn't want to throw away. And at this time, I didn't know how to get rid of what they call oxidation on the shoes, the yellowing of the shoes. Okay. Uh, I didn't know how to do that. So I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to draw on them. You know, I'm going to paint on them. And, you know, to cover them up, I don't want to throw them away. Cause I love all my kicks. Yeah. So um, I painted on some shoes one day, made them look good, started wearing them. And I had some friends who were like, yo, when did them shoes come out? And I'm like, man, these shoes, they never came out. I just created them like two or three days ago. They're one of one. One of one. Yeah. And then that's when it, they was like, hey, man, you need to keep doing this more often. So I go buy shoes and paint on them. Or I even take some shoes I had and paint on them. And it just started to grow. And I was like, okay, I'm taking something I like, which was art, and combining with something I love, which was kicks. And I was getting this dope masterpiece that was yeah. blowing up. So I kept it going. And then we made it official in April. And that's okay. when it went crazy. That's when you made it a business now. Yeah, absolutely. So I saw online that you're a Michael Jordan fan. Is it a Bulls thing or a Michael Jordan thing? It's a thing? Michael Jordan thing. And, and he's what actually got me into kicks. That's what I was going to ask. Did the shoes lead to Jordans and then basketball, or did basketball lead you to the shoes? Because you were a basketball MJ fan and he yeah. had the shoes. So you yeah. had. It was more, I, I like the sport, but just being able to see MJ play. And then you're looking like, what shoes he going to wear this time? Okay. So mom saw that I was a big MJ fan. So one day she came home with, he got game 13s. This was back in 96. Okay. So a little kid. The time. Yeah. So I, she was used to always keep me laced with nice shoes like the Chris Webbers and the Penny Hardaways and stuff like that. But her knowing that I was a big MJ fan, she came home with some, he got game 13s. And then when I had those in my hands, I was like, I love Jordans. I yeah. love Jordan shoes. So, and that's how I'm here today. You try to collect each year they come out. You're every always every shoe. I try. Oh. I try to get every shoe. That's insane. Every every shoe. And most people be like, "Man, it's the same shoe but a different color." But no, that's not the point. It's not. It's it, right. So, some I love doing the shoes kept me out of trouble. So, that's interesting. Like your take on it doesn't matter if it looks like a similar shoe because I've seen something recently. Did he just come out with another one? Yep. And somebody's saying, oh, it looks like they're just selling you the same shoe over and over again. And you're just like, yeah, but it's something, it's the whole event of going to buy it. Right, or saying right, it's like right. getting a, like a new car. A 2017 ain't too much different from a 2018 or right. a 2019, but people want that new car. They want that new car. So that's the, that new feature. It might have new features that they want. Right. And if okay. you're the one spending the money on it, who cares? Like, right. Everybody has their hobbies. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, you do you and I do me. So when I was younger, 14, 15, 16, I was a poker player. And I still like to play cards, but I would play online. Mm-hmm. And my mom or family would be like, oh, you're gambling. I don't want, they didn't want me to get a habit of gambling. 
Right. I'm like, mom, some people play video games and can spend their money on that. Mm-hmm. Some people like concerts and music, spend their money on that. Mm-hmm. Well, with poker, and I'm relatively good enough to return my investment, hey, I might be risking this money, but I have a chance to win it back plus more. Mm-hmm. If I was going to a concert, you buy that ticket, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. So that's why I was always trying to explain to her. If you got a hobby in something, mm-hmm. you're going to spend the money on it. Just enjoy doing it. Right. That's what it's all about. Um, so since you just started this in April, being right. relatively right. new, it's definitely a lot of hurdles. I have a lot of hurdles with this podcast. What's the biggest obstacle you've had so far? My my biz, biz, biggest obstacle, I would say, is trying to balance illustrious souls and working as a process operator in the plants. Uh, I just recently, I was a distribution operator for three years, and then I went on to be a process operator for Ola, uh, and that's a company that you know bought portions of Dow. So when I started this business in April, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm doing this. It's going to be my little side hustle. I anticipated doing good. Well, I posted a shoe and it went nuts. Customers just start coming in, coming in, coming in, coming in. And now this point point where I'm looking at it like, which one is my side hustle? You can almost quit your day job. Right. So I'm I'm faced. That's my biggest obstacle. And I'm, I'm slowly starting to. You know, be able to adjust to it and balance both with the help of my wife, my mom, and yeah. uh, my sister, who's actually, she's, I signed her on with Lustre Souls, too. Okay, uh, so Cameron Cannon, yeah. Your sister, you got the yeah, family involved. sister, right. And, she, and she's the only person I have signed with Lustre Souls at the time, and I don't think I will add more to it. Right, especially not right now. Not right now. So when you say she signed, what does she help out with? Uh, uh, like, she does everything I do. She does. Oh, the same artwork she, and she stuff, can, too, then. She can draw. She can, right now, what we're doing is she working on her her preparation skills because she liked to tackle it right away and there's certain things it's a lot that goes into the shoe most people think you just get paints and paint on the shoe no you got to prep you got to remove the, the thin coat of finishing that's on the shoe some shoes you may have to sand and that's why it's important to know the material shoe you're working on so that's what she's working on right now and once she conquered that it's a wrap she's gone she's gonna blow take it. off right, right. Uh, this could definitely get to the point and maybe say five, 10, however many years down the road, where you can definitely hire on other artists. Right, and then you right, might not even right. have to really, the only time you're doing shoes at all yourself would be super exclusive. Mm-hmm. Or when like a basketball player comes yeah. to you or a we, rapper comes to you. Athletes. Really? Athletes. What athletes, athletes have you? We've been contacted by Brockamonte from the Houston Astros. Yeah, yeah. Brockamonte, the bullpen catcher, yeah, I think. Yeah, we've or? been co- contacted by him. We're supposed to uh, get with him, work on shoes. I've done shoes for Deontay Foreman, the running back for the Houston Texans. Yeah. I've done shoes for him. I've been contacted by radio personalities. Wow. Uh, people who are often big businesses contact me. And, like, I remember going through my DMs one day uh, on Instagram, and it was just, like, blanks. Just for, just regular, you know, just normal people. And then a couple weeks later, I'm going through my Instagram, and all you're seeing blue checks, Olympian bodybuilders. Wow. Stuff like that. So, it, it's going way better than I thought. And this this only being my first year doing it is crazy. So it's going to be even better. Yeah, you're still under your first year right. doing it officially. Mm-hmm. That's insane. It's what I, I tell people with this show because I keep trying to relate them back and forth. Mm-hmm. All it takes is that one person to vouch for yeah, you. That one person. Yeah, and then you can yeah. you, you market that almost. Because I'm sitting here thinking when the day comes when I sit down with somebody who's really, really like somebody that's already famous. Like say I sit down with an athlete or something for the show. All I can offer them or my way in would be, hey, for the next four Saturdays or however long, what's your charity? And I'll go donate, go volunteer your charity because there's no money I can give them. Mm -hmm. But all it takes is that one person, say they got 500,000 social media followers. Mm -hmm. If just 10 percent of their followers come listen to your show Mm -hmm. or want to come buy your shoe now, 10 percent of that is huge. 
Yep. You know, they're a huge social media presence. And that, that's really what it's all about is just getting the word out. Mm-hmm. That's why I tell people just share, click play, click like, whatever. And mm-hmm. it takes. Yeah, it's insane. I've met so many cool people. Like I get a, I haven't had any blue check marks yet. <laughs> but you, it's yeah, of course you get people that just, they're really appreciative of me, which is insane mm-hmm. because I'm appreciative to that these people want to come on to my show. Mm-hmm. It's real humbling, you know? Right. People are like, oh, thank you so much. I'm like, no, thank you <laughs> so much. <laughs> But no, it's fun. You get that when you're done with the shoe, you get that like goosebump feeling or excited yeah. feeling too. Right, right. I saw that video you posted, I guess, where you're giving out some shoes to some little boy. And you saw that oh, look yeah, on his face. That's, a, that's a real, that's the sign of a real close friend of mine, uh, Henry Josie. Yeah. Uh, just being able to capture those moments. And that's something I'm starting to do a lot more this year. We'll be doing like series of reveals to customers and stuff like that. But being able to make a kid's, you know, day like that like he's a big Fortnite guy he loves Fortnite, so i had to make sure i because with that shoe it was kind of hard to you know customize kind of but because i could have went so many ways with it yeah. but another thing i'm trying to make sure i do is make sure i get a customer what they want what they want and he just wanted something simple black and white Fortnite and some red kicks and being able to you know bring joy to a kid's face or any of my customers' faces is, is so relieving. It's great. Yeah, you know when you make a kid smile, it's genuine. Right. They don't. They're right. naive to a certain extent. They know mm-hmm. it's not fake emotion with a little mm-hmm. kid. Um, so you haven't. I just not thought about this, and we ain't gonna talk about it. I'm gonna make trouble. But so think about with like trademarks. You're mm-hmm. not. There's no issue. I guess like selling the shoe with Fortnite stamped on it. No. Not worried not, about that. No, okay. not worried about that at all. Because we got customer. I'm not the only customizer in the world. There's a lot of customizers right. doing this, and it's making it on big platforms. Like you got customizers working with NBA players throwing Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, throwing different characters on shoes, and it's never been a problem. Yeah. But that's something I would definitely, you know, be careful about later on in the future. Like as I begin to learn the business more, it gets bigger and bigger. It gets bigger and bigger, and hopefully, who knows, I'm gonna end up working with them. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You, you sign a contract exclusive with somebody, you be like a, a, a branch under, like, say, Adidas or Nike comes and says, oh, we want illustrious souls under our umbrella. And you're signed on. I'm signed Boom. on. Boom. They hook you up with a big old production studio. You got 50 or 100 guys under you. And it's, hey, you know, yeah, you shoot them the emails. I need this out in two weeks. I need this one in 10 days. Let's go. Yep. You know? Yep. And that's what it's all about. Then your CEO Charles, man, baby. <laughs> CEO, CEO Charles. Souls. It's crazy to think about, right? Yeah, but, right. dude, it's going to happen. That's what I appreciate nice. that, man. Oh no, hundred. I mean, you could tell. I don't just want to have random people. Like you see somebody that can is established. You know, anybody mm-hmm. can say they're artists. And I don't mean to belittle anybody, but right, right, right. everybody's a local rapper or everybody's. This, but I like to go and see somebody who you know is gonna. They got something. Yeah. And we catch them on the ground floor too. So I'm like, man, I had that guy on my show back hey, in the man, day. Hey, hey, I'm always shout you out, man. First, first podcast. It's crazy. Yep. I like it. So. And also, it's it's funny you say that, uh, you know, some people who just, anybody can be rapping, anybody can do music, but it's also, with me, it's not just doing it for the money. You right. know, it's not doing it for no fame and all that. I'm just a guy who loves kicks. Yeah. And if I'm able to do something I love, then all the great stuff going to come with it. So. That's usually how it works. Once people realize, because we're so tuned at a young age, money, we got to have money to pay bills. you got to go work. But it, I guess it takes a little bit of maturity when we realize, man, I'm just going to do this for free. It's my free time. Mm-hmm. I got two or three hours extra a day or whatever it is. I'm not getting paid, but I love doing it. It makes me happy. And that makes me comfortable enough to go sacrifice and do this other job that I don't necessarily want to do. Mm-hmm. And in the end, you, people that I think can grasp that and take advantage of it, those are the ones that become successful. Mm-hmm. Once you realize it's a passion project, you do it for free, mm-hmm. you're good enough at it. It'll, it'll take off. 
Uh, besides art, do you have any other creative interests? Like, do you like to write? Do you do photography? Uh, no, I, I ain't really. I haven't really started doing anything dealing with photography until I started this business. My my wife, she's good. She's very good at photography. Uh, great graphic designer. So I'm working right now on you know getting better at this because she judges me every time I post a shoe or something. Yeah. Uh, hey babe, you got me. She had this right angle. You gotta have this angle, you know, and I thank her for that because that's what helps sales. So I would say another thing I was into, I was into music quite a bit. Yeah. When I was in college, I used to like rapping, make music, you know, just for fun. You know? Yeah, it's a creative outlet. It's right. a way to sit there and relax or get right. something off your mind that writing might not be able for you to express it, but if you rap it or sing it out or whatever, it helps out. Uh, so you're, you're a young buck, 27, 28 years old. How long have you been married, man? 28, man. I've been married for eight years, been my wife for 10. Dang. Yeah, I met her in college. Yeah, yeah it's crazy because at that time I wasn't big on like settling down. Of course See, not. I was in college. I'm playing college ball, having fun. Wait, you college know? ball doing what? That's uh, a sidetrack. What do you mean? Basketball, football. Oh, like, football, football. You're playing football. Where did football. you go to college at? Uh, Northern Northwestern. No way. Yeah. And Northwestern's a good journalism school too. Yeah. Anyone play football there? Where? Yeah. Cornerback, safety. Man, I, I went there as a receiver. Okay. Uh, and I also played cornerback too. So. That was, that was, it was cool, you know, some good memories. Me, the hardest thing about going up there was adjusting to the snow. Yeah, adjusting to the snow. And the culture, man, I was like, damn, man, I, I don't know if I can <laughs> yeah. uh, be here. But, you know, I, I toughed it out. So, so you met your wife there? Yeah, I met my so wife So that's there. literally the main reason that all worked right. out. That's the best part of, you know, the best thing I got out of going there was, was my wife, Angelica Cannon. Yeah, that's, that's my girl. She she keep me grounded. She keep me out of trouble. Keeps you in line. Yeah, her and mom. So all she gotta do is shoot that look. Boop. Shoot that look, man. It's not just the look. It's like the attitude. Everything. Yeah. It, it gets you, man. Yeah. You're like, like I don't, I don't even need it. nobody else. Right. And got a three year old, my boy. Yeah. Yeah. So he's big in the shoes too. Oh, I bet he is. Yeah, because he's around it with you all the time. Right. Right. Hopefully, it's some. I mean, that's the same passion like you shared with your father. Now he gets to share it with you. Right. Right. Hopefully, I can leave something behind for him that he loves. You know how you got like most parents who want to just start these businesses and you know just sign their kids up for it. Like, hey, you gonna do this? You gonna take over the family business? No, I'm not like that. But I think that me loving kicks in my business would you know rub off on him. On the I already have. So that's my biggest goal. If if I always tell myself every day, if I die today, I want my son to be set tomorrow. Yeah. So. That's why, you know, I've started Illustrious Souls as well. You plan on popping out a couple more kids or what? Man, look. Not right now, right? <laughs> Give it five well, years. One at the most. One at the most. One at the most. One more, that's it. I want him to have somebody here with him. Yeah. So That's when you can knock out the girl. If you could plan it out right, you got the boy, and then five, six years later, have a girl, and he can kind of help out. Right. Absolutely. Watch, <laughs> your, watch over your sister. Man, I'm 30 years old. Never married, no kids. I'm dodging bullets so far. You can look at it two ways. Like, I mean, obviously, you're lucky you got your soulmate. I feel like I'm lucky that I'm still a free man, so it's all relative, I guess. Right, right. Uh, so, what's your what's your proudest shoe design so far that you've done? Is there one in particular that sticks out? Uh, my proudest shoe I've done. Oh yeah, it would be the shoe that actually I have on. Uh, I took a basic white retro one, classic shoe. You know, put my spin on it, and I did like a little cartoon effect on it, and also put my brand, Muster Souls brand, on on the heel, right on the side. So, yeah, hill, yeah. This is my favorite shoe. This is my favorite custom. I done one of one for myself. Yeah. So you you probably will barely wear those a lot too, though. Or Man, like I you wore them here because you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna promote what I'm talking about. I gotta put my good luck shoes on." No, I actually wear these shoes a lot. Oh, you wear them a lot. I, I wear my shoes. Yeah. It, it, that's how you. 
Most people think, oh, keeping your shoes up in the closet or keep them in the container is going to keep them. Nah, it can, they can age, you know, the soles start cracking. That stuff can actually start happening. So Might as well you, wear you wear your shoes, you're actually helping them more. So I wear my shoes. Yeah, because you were talking about oxidization earlier right. with the color. You want to so. give them that. Just like a human need air. Shoes, shoes need air. air. Just like you got to breathe. You got to treat your shoes like you would. Some people may be like, man, you crazy. But you want to treat your shoes like you treat everybody else. Well, plus it's a walking billboard. That's right. free advertisement free right advertise. there. Where'd you get them shoes? If somebody doesn't even know you, <laughs> if you walk around the gallery or something, you're like, whoa, where'd you find those? Yeah, that's and I made them. Yep. You got business cards yet or what? Yeah, I got plenty of them now, so I brought some for you too. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, man. It's my uh, sneaker deodorizer that came out. They've been doing pretty good. Uh, selling that actually. Wait, sneaker deodorizer? Yeah, you got. got a, see, you already got a little side thing. Like this is yours. That is mine. No, that is shit. mine. And it actually, you know how most deodorizers they pro- they promote. Oh, you got this scent. It has this scent that actually smells like what it says on the label. Hell peppermint. Yeah, peppermint. Yeah, you, you got people spraying that in their cars, their work boots. <sighs> my brother and needs this it. for sure. Hey, this man. is going right to my brother yeah. Jordan. Oh, dude, yeah, I appreciate yeah, that because so, got hats, hoodies coming out, working yes. on shipping labels, custom boxes, We're working on all that, man. That leads me to something I was going to bring up a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, like, consider other, other forms of branding, mm-hmm. even like doing artwork on cars for people or clothes, man, like a clothing somebody line. Somebody just actually asked me that a little bit before Christmas. Hey, can you paint on denim jackets? And I'm like, man. I think I could. You know, I'm up for a challenge. And me, I honestly wouldn't do it if I didn't think I could. Yeah. I could. But, yeah, absolutely clothes or something I could, ask, ask, you know, actually get into. Uh, any other brand in that want to sign Illustrious Souls, I'm up for. Yeah, if you can put paint on something. You can put paint on something or even drawing. Like, I'm with it. It helps you. You get to learn a little more because there's something different between denim and shoes. So you got to learn about denim. Right. And that's right. just expanding your knowledge in general. Right. Or like if you're going to a car, you're gonna have to know what kind of paint works best on this texture on the car. How to get the template out? Right. Oh, yeah. Man, see, that's all you do is it's merchandise. You think about this with movies or like wrestling or sports, where they're making all their money is with kids and selling like action figures or toys or like some backpacks. Right. I mean, that's really where it's at when we start talking about money outside of the passion. <laughs> um, Let's see how uh, how can people get a hold of you then? Like uh, uh you can also, you can hit me up on Instagram at illustrious souls, uh, I L L U S T R I O U S souls S O L E S. Run on Instagram. on Instagram. You can also I also have a page on Facebook as well. Same thing, illustrious souls, uh, and also have my personal page, Charles Cannon. So you can DM me. Uh, I got all my contact information on there. If somebody wants to shoot you an email, what's that email real uh, quick? Just illustrious, illustrious souls. souls. At yahoo.com. At yahoo.com. I'll make sure to put some of those links in the in the post part too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, five, ten years from now, where's Illustrious Souls gonna be doing? I know we kind of talked about Illustrious it. Illustrious Souls is gonna be doing shoes for all the big name celebrities, NBA players. I might even have my own shoe with the with the big brand. Yep. With Nike. That's that's what Illustrious Souls gonna be. Oh, that's sick. That's where I see it, man. Oh, that's so much fun. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Might, even, might even give you a couple You want to give me a cake and conversation <laughs> shoe? I'm up to do it. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about that just because. Definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. All right, man. I appreciate you, Charles. It was great meeting you, man. Thanks for having me on. Man, thank you for having me, man. Yes, sir. I can't stress enough how wonderful it was meeting Charles in person. I think I can relate to him so much because like myself, he's relatively new in 
his particular journey. And I have no doubt that he's going to be huge in the world of custom original shoes. I can't even limit him to that because like you heard, he's already got a deodor a shoe deodorizer line out. And it's going to be easy for him to get into clothing or, I mean, any other art form, really. He's a really talented guy. Even if you're not into shoes or clothes or whatever, but if you're into art, you'll be doing yourself a favor by checking out his Instagram at Illustrious Souls. I-L-L-U-S-T-R-I-O-U-S-S-O-L-E-S. I haven't decided which conversation I'm going to go for with next week's episode. I have two on the shelf, which I'm kind of saving for emergencies because they're not necessarily time relevant. And the two people know that they're kind of emergencies for me in case I, can, I have a week where I don't have any new conversations lined up. Also, I have two more conversations lined up to record in the next few days. It's Tuesday the 7th as I publish this and I'll have the two new guests finished by this Friday. So what I'm trying to get to is I'll have a better idea by then on who will be on next week's show. More than likely, it's going to be a writer. The two people I'm talking to this week are both writers, so might have a theme going with that. A couple of things I want to get to before I leave you guys this week. I haven't said it enough this episode, but thanks so much for checking these out. The Anchor app keeps track of a lot of data and analysis, and I have listeners, surprisingly, and literally all over the country all the way from like San Diego to Sarasota, Florida. I literally know nobody in New Mexico or South Dakota, but those states make up 4% of my total listenership. I just find that interesting. To be totally transparent with you guys, I average about 65 unique listeners per episode so far, and I'm right around 350 total views, which obviously is no huge number, But going into this, I never really had an idea or prediction of how many views it would get. I had no clue if it was going to get 10 or some outrageous number. So I didn't really have an idea for success or failure with it. Honestly, it's still in the infant stages. I mean, the creative womb even before infant. Microphones are coming at any moment. So don't worry, the sound quality was going to definitely improve. I also have made a few connections and have a few options when it comes to trying to book studio time. So once I get better at managing everything that comes along with doing a weekly original podcast, almost totally by myself, and working a full-time day job, I should be able to sit down in a professional studio and knock out a few of these, or a, a season, if you will, all in one or two days. I definitely have big plans with regards to making this become and sound more professional. But at the same time, I'm glad you guys are along for the journey and seeing the bumps and bruises and the growth. And I'm going to keep putting content out week after week. So just stick with me. It's going to continue to be an amazing ride. I have no doubt about that. But until next time, keep sharing positive vibes with people. Only worry about what you can control because life gets crazy sometimes. Thanks again for listening.